it's time to break out the asbestos because today we have the hottest takes and the spiciest predictions. But unlike Twitter or asbestos, we won't give you cancer. Since Vegas never loses and Twitter never shuts up, we need to connect the dots and provide you with groundbreaking analysis for the low, low price of free 99. Enjoy. I've, I've been great. Just got back from three-week-long vacation, three-and-a-half-week-long yeah. vacation. Spent most of Where'd you go? My family's from upstate New York, which is in the Finger Lakes region, and mostly woods. Sister, yeah. both my sisters, well, I should say both. I have three sisters. Two of them have boats. Spent a lot of time on the lake. Spent a lot of time in the woods. Uh, my dad has a big ranch out in the middle of nowhere. You know, doing lots of shooting, lots of um, wood stuff. I help them put up a hunting stand. Um, you know, just we did. Living the life. Yeah, we like we cut up a, a down tree. I don't know. You just like it's farm life. Like he's got he's got a flock of sheep. He's got pigs. Yeah. Um, I did a bunch of work for my mom. I, I taught her how to use the zero G mower. She spent three grand on and doesn't use. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just stuff like that. You wouldn't believe this, but my family, it was all farmers when they got here. They were? Knowing me. You wouldn't think me, my family, but yeah, we, we, have a, we had a ton of land where I grew up. Wait, is this an, like a lot of land. 1875 or something like that? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I mean, we, we had the land up until the early 2000s. A lot of hunting land, a lot of farm land. We ended up selling it, so. But regardless... I suppose this is a fantasy football podcast. We should probably focus on some of those things. I mean... I do like checking in on you, though. There are a couple of... Well, yeah, I guess I have been a little bit out of the loop, unlike you who's glued to your phone. So uh, I read recently the other day that uh, I think not necessarily millennials, but they're the ones they found it, but they're seeing like people are like growing in like a, a, prom, a, a bony promise or prominence on the back of their uh-huh. skull from like where the tendon attaches back there because people are always looking down. So like there's actually... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you are going to have the, the biggest head here soon. Like you may have cut off the bun, <laughs> but there's going to yeah. be a bony bump there to replace it. Oh, gosh. I am very connected to the Twitter. I have it mainlined into my skull, you know, getting all the takes. And right now it's just, it's, 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 you know, it's the preseason, like, just terrible take season. Like, people are freaking out. They're like, man, Jacoby Myers, he's, you know, the hype is too far. And I'm like, man, Marquez Callaway's out here 30 picks before Jacoby Myers, and no one's batting an eye for some reason. (laughs) And Marquez Callaway is undrafted and unproven as well. Like, yeah. But somehow Jacoby Myers is egregious as your wide receiver six. Like, what the heck, man? (laughs) Well, I mean, but James Winston. It's friggin' crazy. Mac Jones yeah. is just a supervillain. I mean, oh, or what? What would you say in the, in the last episode? He's a he's an evil white supervillain. He has an evil white supervillain body or something like that. Oh, I I don't remember what I said. I was drinking at the time, but it was something something that like voted number one to be this evil supervillain in his college class or something like that. Yeah, exactly. But. Um, Let's let's talk about from for just a moment. Uh, you know, if you're a loyal listener, <laughs> um, you might be interested to know that we we have some interesting plans for this going forward in the future. A lot of behind the scenes work has been going into this. Uh, I can much more on the technical side, me a little bit more on the creative end of it all. Um, but I can. Can you give us an update a bit on the uh, technical end of where we're going from here? Yeah. I, well, on this side, I mean, I can only take so much credit. Uh, big shout out to Chris, uh, aka Chris, Chris Rose great. Rocks. Um, yes. Fantastic dev. Uh, by the way, congratulations, Chris, on your new job. That's really awesome. Super stoked for you. Um, in doing so, though, he's had a little bit of time to set us up with a. 
how to say, uh, a way to host this podcast so that way we can get it on Spotify, we can get it on iTunes, and we can get it on virtually every platform out there. Um, it sounds like it would be simple, but we're not using an off-the-shelf solution for podcast hosting that you just go and we're doing it all ourselves. So we're <laughs> learning how to do that. It's actually a little bit harder than it sounds. Um, yeah. There's a couple of things to make sure you're keeping everything secure. And uh, yeah, but we're working, we've been working behind the scenes. We actually have a, a couple of Git pages <laughs> dedicated yeah. to do this. Um, and we've been experimenting with some stuff, but um, yeah, we should have this stuff actually hosted uh with an actual rss feed an actual you know xml um here going forward and you know pretty soon you might even be listening to this now because you clicked on it so that's awesome i hope that's the case yeah. and uh yeah, i'm excited and, and boots over here uh let why don't you talk about your create your further depths into the the twitter verse and your creative process here oh really i mean we're just uh talking about the goals and uh you know how often we want to get it out i think right now at minimum the plan is at least one a week i think is is the minimum right oh yeah i'd, I'd like one yeah. a week i think is a good goal yeah i think it's a good healthy goal it's a bit of you know it's a it's back-end work it's editing and things like that but i think it's perfectly manageable um i would love to be able to get one out every single week and uh, i think it's i think it's manageable and we you know we've gone over quite a few ideas of fun things we want to do this year you know obviously i'm in the dfs streets and things like that so I'm, I'll probably bring up a lot of DFS stuff, and obviously there's so much you know you can go over regarding in-season roster management and things like that, of course. Depending on your league, of course. Not everyone's going kickers and defenses anymore. But, uh, yeah, still still a lot we can talk about. Reactions to the general NFL as a whole, of course. Because, I mean, that is uh, <laughs> a major aspect <laughs> of this. It's not just a fantasy, as they say, so... But um, everything's tied yeah, together. Everything's exactly, exactly. But I mean, the first thing I thought that would be kind of fun is we both have some drafts this weekend. We um, we did. We did some sort of home league, some Discord leagues. Right? Well, I had the Admirals draft that yes. nobody spectated. But you know, who's bitter about that? Not not anyone in the Discord. No one's bitter about that. <laughs> Um, I was busy. I was doing my own draft. No, I, I, I know. Actually, I, I realized that, that that time is actually quite popular <laughs> the Sunday before. Um, so, yeah, uh, let's let's start with I want to react to yours first. I have not looked at that. This, okay. by the way. Okay. All right. So, so let up. me give some backstory here. This is a homekeeper league. Um, I did this with some friends. This is our first year. Um, I don't play a lot of keepers, so I'm probably going to like make some like rookie mistakes or something like that. But it is full PPR. That's a key factor here. Um, it is, you know, pretty standard uh, roster settings. Two running back, two wide receiver, one tight end, two flex. Um, the, key, the major factor here is, like I said, it's full PPR. We do get bonuses, I think, for 50-yard TDs in passing, receiving, and rushing. Okay. So if you have a play that is a 50-yard TD in any of those, you get one more point, which I don't think is going to be a big factor at all. Nope. It is a plus four, minus two in touchdown interceptions. Okay, so pretty standard. Pr pretty normal, nothing crazy. Okay. But... All right, let's um, let's take a look. Let's take a look. Okay. Yeah. So it looks like you had 10th overall pick. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, let me pop this open. All right. So I am seeing. I, I was a little surprised that I didn't have the two picks before mine. I, I was a little surprised they, they went there. Yeah, I'm surprised Diggs went at 9th overall. And you took Tyreek at 10th overall. Still love the mm -hmm. pick. Um, yeah. And then we had, and it, the surprise to me is that Ezekiel Elliott went second overall. I don't think that person, your home league, that must be a taco <laughs> or a homer. <laughs> Got to be. Uh, to Frigo. Uh, I'll, I'll give some backstory. That was actually an auto pick. Um, that was an I auto pick? 
yeah, he. I thought it was based off of ADP, but it, the computer said or sleeper said it was an auto pick, and he wasn't happy about it. He actually wanted Cook, but that was an auto pick. Um, so, I know he wasn't happy about so it. So if you don't, but. so I, we we found out yesterday that uh, there's built-in variance, and that way it's not so predictable oh, for ADP. That's that's a good thing. It it, like it, it is a good thing, but you can get around it by setting an actual queue. Yeah, so yeah. for future reference, uh, all right. So then you went. So then you came back around. Uh, Barkley going in the in the the second round. That's a that's a crime. Um, mm-hmm. But then Kelsey, especially especially after Najee. Well, Crazy. yeah, yeah. Barkley's yeah. upside is a hundred catches, my guy. Yeah. Oh, and a full <laughs> p. Oh, that's right. It's full PPR. You're right. You're right. Um, yeah. Then you went Kelsey. Like it. I like it. Um, yep. So t- Tyree, Kelsey. Yep. Good start. That's that's, that's good. Uh, the only problem is, is then you didn't get Mahomes. He, I didn't, he, he, I he didn't make it around. That would have been a really great stack, though. It would have been really awesome. It would have been cool, but eh, yeah. not really weird. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Anything really egregious? Nope. J-Rob. J-Rob at 3-1 is a little high, but yeah. Uh, for a full PPR, I don't hate it. Jacobs at three five felt a little crazy to me. Yeah, he should have been probably fourth fifth round since he doesn't catch passes. Mm-hmm. Swift. Um, then you take Keenan Allen. I love that pick. Oh. I I just think it's bonkers in my mind to get Keenan Allen and at the next pick at four three get Keenan Allen and Allen Robinson. Yeah, that's a freaking steal, man. Those guys are going early third, and I got them late third, early fourth. Yeah, that was some that's some serious value. Uh, guys that went before him, Cooper Cup. I can actually kind of see that, but you don't know how that's going to work out with Matt Stafford this yeah. year. Uh, let's see. Then notable guys afterwards. Chris Godwin making it to five one. Um, Great. I can kind of see that because. I actually it's great value. Good value. I don't like Godwin myself this year, but that is pretty good value. DJ Moore at five three. It, yep. it was a it was a running back thirsty running back tight end QB thirsty early draft. Yes. That's why we're seeing DJ Moore and Godwin go in the fifth. Yeah, there's way more red and orange in the top than I would have expected. You can tell that there's some yeah. tacos here. This is a home league. It's a home league, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then you get T. Higgins at five ten. I've freaking love that pick i wish that higgins would fall that far normally yep. and then let's see love then you higgins. take devonta smith six three i like i like your optimism there I like well it. you know it, what it came down to and there, there's a lot of work on this and that's that you know we know that rookies get better as the season goes on they you know rookies by the end of the season are often outperforming vets if they're good rookies of course I'm mixed on Devonta. I've made that quite clear. I have my concerns, uh, but I like it as an upside pick because I'm picking him as my wide receiver five. If he works out, it's great. You know, the upside is there. Um, so I, I didn't mind it. Plus, I'm, I'm really into Jalen Hurts this year. The rushing upside is literally crazy. People are worried about his passing. And I sit there and go, you're worried about his passing. He has more 300-yard passing games than Lamar Jackson, and he's played five games. <laughs> yeah, I look. I think I think there's tons of upside. I'm worried about their offensive line. Yeah, a few of them are healthy. They are healthy right now. I'm just saying, they are healthy right now. Yeah, huh? <laughs> for once. I, the only questionable guys that I think I took Smith potentially egregiously over, you could say Kenny Galladay is a better pick. I, I wouldn't argue too much there. Maybe Jerry Judy or Juju Smith. JJSS because it's a full PPR. That's what my thought was. Yeah. Because Ben's back. I would have probably taken JJSS there. Yeah, but, I could see but it. But I like your I, the upsides there, man. I like. I yeah, mean, that's the thing. You had, you had the wiggle room to be able to make that call because you're like, well, I already got for stud exactly. wide receivers. I can make an upside pick. Actually, I can make a lot of five. Pick. You got five stud wide receivers because one of them is named Kelsey. Yes, yes, so. exactly. Well, I'm just sitting there looking at my, my first five picks, and I'm going, hey, this is a full PPR league, and uh, these guys all might get 140 targets. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah, I think I think you're going to be okay. The problem is, is that you still got to start two running backs. 
No, those aren't real. Well, I got an incredible value on them as we as we get. Well, to yeah. There. So then we have uh, Ronald Jones and Jalen Hurts. Well, we forgot Sutton. I did get Sutton as well. Oh, wide receiver yeah. six. Sorry, seven. Oh yeah, wide receiver six, number seven. Yes, that's good. I think he'll be a great wide. I'm a. I'm all aboard Sutton train this year. Yeah. By the way, especially with Teddy. Um, mm-hmm. So. All aboard. Ronald Jones at eight, Jalen Hurts at nine, and then James Conner at ten. Um, I will say Ronald Jones and James Conner went two rounds later in this league than they did in the Discord leagues. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I like Ronald Jones. I like Ronald Jones in, in general. Uh, I think it's funny that Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette went back-to-back, followed by <laughs> that, that the defense. Laugh, I laughed that as well. Followed by the defense in the eighth round, which is a, okay, okay, um, okay, Taco. Um, and uh, let's see, and then was that Jamal Williams? Okay, I like it. Yeah. And then Sony Michelle, that's pretty, um, yeah, you know, Sean McVay offense, we'll see. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, my concern is him staying healthy. Broncos defense pick. I love that pick. They have a great first three games to start. That's literally why I did it. As I thought, you know, I might have to stream later, but you know, they go. I I, I kept telling everybody, I'm like, hey guys, Broncos are starting uh, against Daniel Jones. Just saying. Oh yeah, <laughs> they have arguably the most underrated secondary coming yeah. in. Oh, God, I love it. I think there's yeah. going to be picks galore. Is this a is this a league? Is this like normal DST st- scoring, or do they add like passes defended and three and outs and stuff like that scoring uh, to it? I, I I believe it's just like um, a few like yardage bonuses. Um, I don't think there's any points related things. It's just like if you have less than a hundred yards or between, uh, you know, if you have more than four hundred yards, you lose points. Does that make sense? Yeah. But you get points for like sacks and the usual DST stuff. But it, the worst you can do is you lose like six or seven points if you give up over 500 yards. Can't believe you so. took Kevin Coleman though. It's gar- I didn't it's garbage, it. garbage, garbage, garbage. <laughs> I like Kevin Coleman. So I know you don't. I don't. I know you don't listen to uh, Christopher Harris's podcast. I love it. I think it's. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but he's what would be dubbed as a trash bag and has been a trash bag for many years. So, well, my, my thing is, and I've been trying to do better at this. This is, this is one thing I've really been trying to do better about if I'm fading somebody, if I'm, if I'm fading somebody, right, it doesn't matter who it is. I'm going to start sitting there going, you know what? I'm not just going to be right by fading them. I'm going to double down and attack whoever their handcuff is or whoever benefits from them failing, right? If I'm out on Najee Harris, right, I'm kind of picking Anthony McFarlane up at the end of my best ball drafts because if I don't think Najee's going to work, I should take the guy that I think could pick up a little bit of that slack. Now, that's not me saying that I think that Anthony McFarlane is going to be better than Najee. That, that's crazy. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that if I think some people are going to not meet expectations, I kind of want to double down on that. And so me disliking Michael Carter, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to go, okay, how can I double down on disliking Michael Carter? I'm going to go get Ty Johnson. And I'm going to go get Tevin Coleman. So it sounds like that, uh, the, unlike the vacated targets theory, the vacated carries theory is alive and well, is what you're saying. Well, yeah. So th- this, this is the thing is like, like, handcuff running back or or, uh true handcuff running backs they exist right like backup running backs can come in and they're not going to have the like mega high ceiling but they can fill in you know basically the 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 shoes of the guy right in front of them and it's not going to be that much of a difference right like we're seeing gus johnson go in the third and fourth round right and jk dobbins is going in Gus Edwards, sorry. Gus Edwards going in the third and fourth round when J.K. Dobbins was going in that, you know, kind of similar area. Now we have James Robinson going ahead of where Travis Etienne was. It's like, okay, we are we have recognized that running backs can fill in those shoes, right? 
I don't believe personally that wide receivers do that, right? If give, give me a wide receiver, any any wide receiver, uh, a good one, uh, Julio Jones, Tyree Kill. Let's let's go Tyree Kill because this is an easier one. Okay, okay? if Tyree Kill goes down, I don't believe that Miko is going to miraculously fill in those shoes. Nope. Right. So I just I just don't believe that handcuff wide receivers exist. Byron Pringle would though. <laughs> yeah, Byron Pringle to the moon. <laughs> um, but I I just don't believe that handcuff wide receivers exist. So basically that's what it kind of comes down to and that's sort of kind of a lot to do with zero rb as well like buying the right wide receivers who don't need things to go right for them right they're just going to get targets because they're good and they don't need another guy to go down and maybe they pick up these potentially real or not vacated targets but we know vacated touches for running backs are real we know that guys like you know mike davis can fill in that role yeah does that make sense yeah and i think uh, to that point too like you have a you have a known quantity in james robinson he did it last year you have a known mm-hmm. quantity in gus edwards he did it last year Right. Perhaps you're paying less of a premium for people or taking a little bit more of a gamble for people that are later in the draft here. You're like, well, you know, maybe they haven't been part of this offense yet. We're not sure what we're going to see. Maybe, you know, there's a whole other new gamble aspect to it. I mean, Tevin, Cam- Tevin Coleman in the 14th, I suppose, in the grand scheme of things, bring it back to, you know, what our original point was here is sure. Can that work? Sure. I still think Tevin Coleman's awful. I mean, yeah. running in a straight line, but that's about like, it. Uh, yeah, but, like, it, it kind of comes down to, like, hey, do you want Tevin Coleman or Russell Gage in the, as your last pick? And it's like, if I don't believe that, you know, Russell Gage is good enough to demand an uptick in targets just because Julio's gone, because I don't believe that vacated targets and handcuff wide receivers are a thing, then I should just take a more higher upside pick in that, oh, I could see Tevin Coleman getting the majority of the backfield touches purely because that's an easier transition. You get what I'm saying there? Yes. Yep. Um, I agree. Let me, let me react to your draft <laughs> okay. now. Um, half PPR, two running back, how many wide receivers? Two. This is, this is, the, league. This is the Discord League format. I, I, I can't remember. It's two together. wide receivers, two flex, and okay, a defense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, no so, kicker. Okay. So Adams goes 1-5. Um, you take Kelsey in the first. That's fine. Wow, Najee 1-8. There's, I'm sorry. He's not paying off at 1-8. <laughs> He's not going to pay off an early second. That's Wolf. There's no way. That's, that was, Wolf took that one, right? Yeah. And I'm not attacking Wolf here. I want no, to make that clear. No, no, no. It's just definitely. Not. I I have so little faith that Najee is paying off as a top twenty pick. Not gonna lie. Um, I I would be incredibly surprised if he was a top twenty scorer next year. I would I would say he's gonna be in like in terms of running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. I have a hard time seeing him be a top twenty scorer next year. But I, regardless of that. Unfortunately for you, you draft right next to two people that effectively start zero RB. Yes, I I knew you this take, going into this too. Th- you take Kelsey, and then it's followed by they take Hill, Diggs, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Calvin Ridley, which actually worked out for you in the first two rounds. It did. It did. It worked out for me really well. You get Saquon Barkley at two four. I consistently say running backs don't matter. Saquon Barkley might be a running back that matters, right? Uh, if you guys ever listen to Stealing Bananas or Stealing Signals with you know Sean Siegel and them, who I think are really smart guys, and Pat Corain has talked about this too. We we should be looking for legendary seasons, players that have legendary upside, right? Guys that are going to catch a lot of passes, but on top of a lot of passes, they're going to get goal line work and rushing work, right? Like Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, they have what we would refer to as legendary season upside, right? I believe that Saquon Barkley also has that legendary season upside due to the passing work and due to the potential red zone touches, right? 
maybe my next choice in there would be like Aaron Jones, but guys like Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, uh, Ezekiel Elliott to a lesser extent, Jonathan Taylor to a lesser extent, I don't necessarily believe those guys have that same upside of, hey, I'm going to get 100 catches and like, you know, 15 you know uh touchdowns from scrimmage i'm not entirely sure but i love that you know you got saquon here at 2-4 i think that's an incredible value i think he should really be going with the mccaffrey cook and kamara guys i agree not i'm uh, absolutely no. freaking over the moon i got him at too far like that's crazy should not have now, happened he- but i'll take it now you get on on your comeback. There's a lot of wide receivers that go. Uh, someone goes bully tight end Waller Kittle, but you know you get an interesting value and in a uh, kind of a tough predicament here. You get James Robinson basically falls in your lap. Personally, and this is this is just me. I'm probably going Godwin Cup or DJ Moore over James Robinson just because of the fragility of the running back position. Mm-hmm. Because I know. That and this is a perfect example. James Robinson is a perfect example of how fragile and how quickly a backup running back can fly up the boards. Yep. Right. That just shows how fragile that you know running back position is. So personally, I would have a wide receiver there, but I like the fact that James Robinson definitely has top you know ten upside, just like he did last year. Yep. That offense is going to be better, so I'm fine with it. And their defense is I worse, would... I believe, too. Yeah, I personally would have, like I said, rather opted for a wide receiver there. But you do correct, and you go Woods. I like the pick. Um, I'm probably going Lockett over Woods, but that's me being nitpicky, so you know, just ignore me there. Um, I So you, you have two running backs through four rounds, and you take Daryl Henderson. I know the upside is there, but with how the board has gone so far... I'm personally leaning really hard into wide receiver at that point because I know that it's going to dry up fast. But you do take Daryl Henderson. There's a lot of upside there, and you can definitely start him in the flex spot. So this one, um, so the this one, I was kind of torn. Uh, I was kind of torn on this one. Um, mm-hmm. My main thought going into this was I really want stacks, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that was kind of like my theme for this. Was I yep. was like I'm going to go big or go home. Admiral, because I don't have I don't have to sandbag this. Like, I'm either going you to the to I'm going to the top or I'm going to the bottom, right? I don't I, yes. don't, I, I can't middle the shit. So, mm-hmm. going all in on stacks. So that was my thought. I was like, oh, I already got Bobby Trees, and I actually like Daryl Henderson quite a bit. He, mm-hmm. I don't think he's a flash in the pan. He had a lot of hype two years ago. He showed what he can do last year and this year. He's, I mean, who else is there? There's no Cam Akers. Malcolm Brown's well, gone. It could be Sony, but what I'll say is I don't mind Daryl has a pick. I just don't know that I like it in the fifth when you only have one wide receiver because you know that's just me being a zero RB guy yeah. and all that stuff. I probably take Corey Davis over him personally, or even OBJ Sutton or Juju. But you you do you do uh, sort of rectify it. You know you take your your wide receiver two and Jamar Chase and. At the, in the sixth, and I liked that. I, I liked that pick. I mean, the upside is massive. Obviously, I've you know talked about how much I love Jamar Chase. I love that pick. That is that is a great pick. And then um, closely followed up with, <laughs> I don't know if this will pay off or not, but I took a chance because I I really love him. I think he's gonna do really great this year too. Tyler Boyd. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it's it's the stack, of course. I. I personally wouldn't have done it because I'm so high on Higgins and Chase that I think Boyd is going to be left behind. I'd probably take AB there personally, but you know it, it's a it's a it's a stack for sure. And you do you do stack of course Woods and Henderson and Chase and Boyd with Stafford and Burrow. I'm not also the biggest fan of grabbing two quarterbacks and two tight ends, but that's all right. I mean the stacks are pretty pretty there for sure. So as I said, um, as I took Burrow at eleven, I even yeah. I even said. In the in the chat, we were all in voice chat together. Like, I never do this. I I yeah. never do this, but I'm going to do it right now. Um, 
Just because I was like, you know, you know what? I couldn't decide on which stack I wanted, so I was like, I'm gonna have two. I know both. I'm gonna have two <laughs> stacks, and you know what? I can. I don't mind playing matchups. Yeah. Uh, so then you take Curtis Samuel and Marquez Callaway. Personally, those are two guys I'm really out on. That's just me, though. I probably take either Elijah Moore or Terrace, um, or and then instead of Callaway, I probably take Gallup potentially or marvin jones or manny sanders i have kind of mentioned that i'm not a huge marcus callaway guy um i think that yeah that, he's an upside pick he's definitely an upside pick i think curtis samuel is a depth pick for me for sure yeah 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 for sure um um i like the i don't know what his first name is sorry he's like the ravens number two tyson. now tyson williams tyson At, tyson williams. literally literally yeah. my name yeah yeah i was gonna say um, and then you get the you know Cole Beasley if he, if you know he if he plays this year that's going to be great value in the thirteenth. You grab the Bills defense, which I'm not going to call you a homer. Everyone loves to call people homers when they take their team, but like the Bills defense isn't even a bad pick. Bills defense like, is a good pick. Yeah, that's crazy. Like I got called a homer because I took Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill, and I'm like, I'm sorry, they were good picks. What do you, what do you want from me? Like I didn't even. I'm. It, it, it's funny because I'm probably lower on the Chiefs than most people. Like I don't even like the Chiefs that much. It, it, it could be anybody. I'm super high on Chiefs them. for fancy this year. Super high on them. Probably a little uh, bit less I, on the receiver options, but still yeah. super high. I probably wouldn't have taken a second tight end. I probably would have taken an upside uh, player um, I, similar to like Gallman or Evans there. I still can, um, honestly. Yeah, you, you could easily just drop. So <laughs> the thought process there was that um, Chargers have Herbert throwing the ball and they don't really have yeah. a slot guy. Yeah. I mean, I you kind of Keenan Allen, right? Yeah, kind of like easily Keenan can play pretty much anywhere but go routes, right? I guess yeah. he even could play go routes, but like he does he? You know, actually, I haven't even looked at that. But every time I'll put it this way, anecdotally speaking, every time I've watched them, Keenan Allen is doing some sort of crazy route where he's like it's you know somewhere between three to like fifteen yards. All right, that's what I yeah. normally see him do. Um, mm-hmm. but he, Cook is a, he's got good hands and he's a big body receiver in the end zone. I mean, sounds good to me. Know, I don't mind it. My issue is once again, coming down to positional stuff is that ultimately it comes down to me is that I can find a Jared Cook on the waivers I want to find something I might not be able to find on the waivers. And I might not be able to find a Wayne Gallman or Darrington Evans on the waivers, you know, if in a week or two, you know, Mike Davis doesn't, you know, work out or, you know, the reports that, you know, Gallman actually is good because he is somehow starts, you know, that into a committee, that's going to be interesting same with Evans. He's a pure, you know, sort of upside play. Plus, you can throw him into your IR spot because he's technically on IR right now. So I, I just sort of feel like the points from Jared Cook are technically replaceable on the waivers, while I would take the upside of a potential, potential, you know, high-value uh, running back situation in Gallman or Evans. But that's fine. I mean, that's just me. What do I know? That's... I'm just a random guy on the internet that pretends to know what he's talking about. <laughs> well, you've started you've you've started winning some DFS and some. You won some best ball last year. I mean, just a little bit. I mean, I'm just getting into it. You know, I I'm really enjoying this stuff. That's kind of you know why we're all here because it's fun. It's you know, it's a challenge. It's like a puzzle. You know what I mean? But uh, so my you know thought process go ahead. thought process here was mainly that like the the last couple of picks are replaceable and. Mm-hmm. The draft is only half the battle. I was just trying to set myself up for a lot of potentially uh, high value. I, I mean, sure. Uh, I mean, the tight end thing is worth its own episode. But the idea here yeah. is that <laughs> I still have $100 of fab. Yep. If something presents itself, you just throw gobs of cash at 
the upside and that is what you do and then make trades in the middle of the season um yep i mean literally you were my ticket to champs championship two years Uh ago when you You when you gave me barkley that was the the ticket i didn't win the draft i didn't win the league in the draft one with trades yep. in in midseason because it wasn't just the Barkley trade; it was other midseason moves. Yeah, right. So, yeah, it's yeah. Anyway, anyway, let's let's uh let's talk about some takes. I I agree. So um, ov- let them eat takes. <laughs> Overall, um, your draft was very representative of your um yes your take. Generally, I subscribe to that, but but like you said, with mine. Um, I was drafting right next to two guys that were also zero RB. So like <laughs> I could, even though I'm the owner of zero RB.com, I could not go zero RB because of my <laughs> draft positioning. So anyway, now that that's out there, yes, let's move over to our, the takes. our hot so, takes for 2021 given to you by the we, discord. Yeah. We, we asked some people for takes. Some people were just posting. Well, it started with Eddie. Eddie, Eddie posted his hot takes for the year. I think he was a few, a few drinks in and like 1am a few nights ago, he posts his hot takes and I'm like, Hey, let's jump on that. That's going to be fun. It caused a whole stir. I loved it. That's not important, but, uh, let's just, let's just randomly pick out a few takes here that kind of caught our eye. Um, there was a few, I want to make it clear. I'm not attacking your take. I just want to talk about what has to happen for this to occur. Right. Let's talk about, let's pick a take and let's say, okay, how does that happen? Right. So one one that caught my eye immediately was Selick said CD Lamb has a top three wide receiver finish. So what needs to happen for that to occur? Well, he probably needs to to move out of the slot a little bit. Right. He can still do it from the slot, yeah. but I do think he probably needs more of those bigger, bigger chunk plays. Um, unless he just, you know, is hyper efficient in the slot, that's definitely possible. Um, um, we need we need Dak's shoulder to not be broken. The O line needs to be good, probably. O line um, is be fine. I think they have a good O line, right? Like it's, it's well, they're Zach healthy. Martin's, uh, COVID. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> it's already starting off strong. <laughs> Great. All all of my I'm just makes me happy. I'm totally fading Dallas this year. Um, he probably needs Michael Gallup to not demand a lot of, a lot of targets, which is possible for sure that that one can definitely happen. Aren't they, Uh, aren't they not picking up Gallup's fifth year option or something like that to, yeah, I don't think that they're re-signing him, but he could still steal work this year for sure. Yeah. I'm thinking 150 targets and like 12 touchdowns is 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 within the realm of possibility. That's, I don't think this is an insane take. That's absolute but it's, ceiling. That's got to be absolute. Ceiling. That's absolute ceiling, of course. Um, I I think that one's a good one. It's definitely possible. I don't think it's likely. I'm probably leaning more that he'll be like wide receiver 10. And that's not disrespectful. I like him. I think he'll. I think he'll be probably top twenty at the yeah, most. I, I I have pretty high hopes for him. Um, let's see. Um, Javonta uh, Williams outscores Derrick Henry this season. I Ooh, spicy. So how's it? My happen? my heart says I love it. My brain says not a chance. <laughs> it's yeah. like so your classic symptom of like. I want that to happen, but it probably won't. So how does it happen? It happens with the um, either him being an incredible rusher, which I think he's going to be good. I don't know if he's going to be a Derrick Henry type rusher, but um, well, he has a dimension that Derrick Henry doesn't bring to the table, which is pass pass catching, right? So yes. that's going to help. The other part of it is well, now we have Teddy Bridgewater, who is a decent thrower he's nothing spectacular right but he's not drew lock he can check down right he can check Check down down. (laughs) the other part of it is that they just brought in a julio jones over on the titans so you're gonna see you may lose some running plays to passing plays maybe right probably not right we 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 know what that offense is we know what the dimensions are of that offense however 
now you don't have everything going towards AJ Brown. Now you have Pooley, you have some options, right? Um, definitely, I, their pass catching core is a fair bit better than it was last year, in my opinion. And uh, I know they lost Corey Davis. I'm not a huge Corey Davis guy, but you know, Jonathan Smith was. I know you are. Sorry, sorry, not sorry. No one can see it, but I just made a face made a, when he, he said he didn't like face. Corey Davis. Quite a face. <laughs> Same face I made when he was starting to get on board with the CD Lamb high position train. Same face. Anyway. Yeah. Um, right. Is there a possibility that it's there? Maybe. Yeah. Is it going to happen? I don't unlikely. Think so. Very unlikely. These are hot takes. Remember, we're not attacking the nope, take. Not an attack. I, we're we're just trying to suss out the problem. He wants it to happen. I I love Javonta. I'm just I love Javonta Williams so much. I thought he was great. Love watching the guy. Let me let, let me knock two out here real fast. These ones come from Eddie. Um, because we're we're not going to go over each one. Just the ones that kind of caught our eye. I'm going to go over two here. Uh, Eckler is the fantasy RB three behind Christian McCaffrey and Najee Harris with over a hundred receptions. Uh, I don't know that this one's in the realm of possibility. Um, I don't really like to predict season ending finishes because they're so fluky and like, I mean, yeah, we'll see. It could. Yeah, like season-ending finishes, predicting those just feels so fluky because, you know, Saquon could still be hurt and Christian McCaffrey could go down again, right? And then miraculously, hey, look, uh, this player is a top three RB. And it's like, well, yeah, when, when you know, two of the best players in the league go down, we'll just definitely lowers the bar. <laughs> we can we can just look at it like Eckler is going to be number three. And is that is that within the realm possibility? Sure. Um, actually, Christopher Harris has beat the Eckler is not going to be a top back to death and most of it has really? a, yeah most of it has to do with he's not big enough he's not he's yep. not he can't handle he's already shown that he can't handle the the bell cow he can't goal. he's not a goal line he's back. not a goal line he's not a goal he's line too, back. he's too and look the, again I love Eckler. He's a self-made yeah. dude. He's coming from nowhere. He's coming in and he's he does amazing things. Love Love the guy, right? Is he going to maintain that pace and, and finish like that? I give it a 2% chance that that's going to happen, okay? Yeah. I like the 100 receptions part because it's it's kind of a hot take, and I, I definitely think that that's within the realm of possibilities. But, uh, yeah, I don't know that Eckler has top – if every, assuming everybody's healthy, I don't think that he has legendary season upside um, what is it? just without the goal line work. Is it eight, eight receptions a game to hit that – be on pace for that? I think it's six to eight. Six to eight. Yeah, okay. six to eight is the number plus goal line work, I think is a, is a key factor there. Uh, and, and Najee Harris being a top three back. Uh, no, I don't believe that that's going to happen either without any pretty funky stuff happening. Um, but yeah, the other take that uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about that was also attached to that was, um, Oh, which one was it? it oh, uh, <laughs> Damian Harris, uh, 1,200 yards, 10 TDs. Realm of possibility? Yeah, I think so. Could, I'm, I'm not going to I don't mind. I, I don't so. mind that one. I think out of all the ones that he's posted, his drunken rambling, that one actually is probably within the actual realm of possibility that's above the 50% sure. realm. I actually think that. I don't even feel like I need to justify it. I think no, that's very possible. Belichick offense, I mean, the departure of Sonny yeah. Michel, it kind of explains itself. Good O line. Better. Let's go down a little bit. Let's go down. Uh, a little bit. I, oh, did you have? I one? wanted to well, just real quick because I, I, uh-huh. I hate the guy, but I love the situation. Higby, a top four tight end, third option in the offense. I really like it. I think that one's spicy, and there's a lot of upside considering where he's going in drafts. I didn't want to like argue against it because I sat there and I thought, okay, like in my head, I thought, how does this happen? And I thought. I don't really have to justify much to make that happen. Nope. You know, I don't like Tyler Higby, but like it's entirely possible he somehow catches eight touchdowns in the red zone off of sixty passes. You got Matt Stafford thrown to him, man. Shit, that's gonna be great. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely no the Gerald Everett either. Yeah, I I don't I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think it's necessarily likely, but it's definitely like I. I can see it. It's not insane. I give it a 
30% chance of happening. I'm going to say, I'm going to go a little less than that. I'm going to go 20. I'm gonna, I'm, I don't know if that, that one's incredibly likely, but I can see a world where it occurs. Do you want to go down to Chandler? Let's go look at Chandler. This, this one's controversial. All of his stuff That's always when everyone is. wants to talk about it. Everyone wants to talk about it. And I don't want to go over it too much because it's been talked about to death. But DeAndre Swift, Chandler says DeAndre Swift's getting 100 receptions and uh, is going to be a top 10 RB overall. I absolutely think that this is not even just a hot take. I think this is what's going to happen. Um, we can talk about... The, the positives, the pros and the cons. The offensive line should be great. The, the offense itself is probably not going to be awesome. The projected win totals, not great. But ultimately, and this there's been work done on this, it doesn't matter, right? Bad running backs can produce on bad, or good running backs can produce on bad teams. Given the volume, you can produce top 12 numbers despite the fact that your team doesn't win much. Actual wins are not correlated that much to running back scoring, believe it or not. Um, especially pass catching running backs. As much as we want the them lines- to be. Because I, especially, you know, we'll segue into this later, but like there's a thing where you stack the, 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 the opposing defense and the running back. Or no, yes. the defense and the running back, not the opposing defense, yeah. but the running back and the defense. You're like, no, screw, screw it. They're just going to run the ball, and the defense is going to do all the work. It just doesn't, it doesn't correlate. The numbers don't back it yep. up as much as people say. But it, it, it feels like it should, and that's I I, I like that. Um, I love Swift. I really hope it happens. I am out on this because mm-hmm. I don't know how to feel about it, so I'm out on it. Okay, I like the the next one that you uh, you bring up here. Yeah, so Baker Mayfield seems to be pretty polarizing. People either love him or hate him, right? I yep. I want him to do well, right? Like as much as I freaking hate his stupid commercials and his stupid face <laughs> and his stupid commercials, uh, I think he's I yeah. think he's actually a good quarterback. I think he's in a, a arguably the most talented freaking team in the NFL. <laughs> Like just yeah. just bursting at the seams with just top level huge brand name talent like at every corner, um, and Baker Mayfield's not a bad quarterback. People think he is. He's not. Uh, you know, you have you have two of the best running backs side by side, right? You have mm-hmm. great um, wide receiver core. You have a fantastic defense. The only reason why he wouldn't do well is if the defense just does, just wins the game for them. That would be the only reason why Baker Mayfield doesn't do well this season. I can absolutely see him outscoring Joe Burrow. Yeah. I I think it's, this is definitely within the realm of possibility. I'm huge on Joe Burrow. I've talked you know, I've posted a ton of threads that other people have made. DFB encounter is pounding the freaking stone on Joe Burrow that he's going to be, you know, he's going to have legendary upside this year. Um, I, I don't know that this is a, I don't know if this one would be my 50% because I don't think it's a coin flip. I definitely think Joe Burrow has an advantage here, but uh, Chandy has this as a 50, 50 that Baker outscores Joe Burrow. I don't necessarily think it's that it's that cut and dry, but what I'll say is I do like Baker Mayfield. I do think he's going to have a great season. I don't know that he's going to outscore Joe Burrow. Um, I know Brett Coleman had an amazing film room on Baker Mayfield and the changes that that offense had um, towards the end of the season and sort of finally getting Ste- Kevin Stefanski's offense really running, right, the way that it should be ran. So I'm hopeful on Baker Mayfield. I don't know that I would say that he's incredibly likely to outscore Joe Burrow. Let's uh, let's scroll here. Let's see what else we have. Some other interesting takes. Um, let let's let's go over this guy real quick because he's going to be a controversial one as well. But T Higgins, um, there was a lot of T Higgins takes, so I just want to bring up a few of them. I personally said this one that. T. Higgins would have 140 targets and would outscore Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, and Chris Godwin. Uh, I know DK said that T. Higgins is going to score double-digit touchdowns and be wide receiver seven or better. On a per-game basis. Uh, On a per-game basis, yes. Um, And he actually had a 10% 
confidence interval that T. Higgins wide receiver one overall. Uh, I love T. Higgins. I think he's going to get over 140 targets. I really do. Um, I definitely think it's not even just within the realm of possibility. I think it's going to happen. Um, I'll give him top tell 10. Tell me why he's not. Uh, tell me why he's not. <laughs> listen, I'm, on, I'm in your camp, uh, but the way that we get there is that we have a we have a bad Cincinnati defense. We have them we, we have them wanting to be competitive. We have their fan base wanting them to win games. And you have the pieces offensively to do that. You have Joe Mixon. You have a slightly improved offensive line. And you have three freaking outstanding Receiving options. You don't even need a tight end at that point, right? You have you have two transcendent level talented wide receivers, and you have Tyler Boyd, who is quite good. Um, I and and Joe Burrow is a really great quarterback who has been able to spend a year. You know, the only thing that holds him back is if Joe Burrow's knee isn't up to the task right now. Yep. Well, I mentioned this to somebody else that I said. You know, it's funny that, you know, we'll all sit around and not bat an eye on the fact that CeeDee Lamb is going to go in the late second and early third in all of these drafts, and T. Higgins is going to go two rounds later, yet they finished right next to each other, are in an almost identical situation when we're we're talking about two teams that are probably going to pass a lot. And I say that Joe, I say that T. Higgins is going to be a top ten wide receiver. Everyone goes crazy, but C. D. Lamb gets drafted as a top ten wide receiver, and and then no one says anything. Yeah, like explain this to yeah, me. You're dra- explain. You're drafting Lamb in the ceiling. You're drafting T. Higgins basically at his floor. Yes, exactly. They they finish basically right next to each other. I want to say. I want to say T. Higgins was like wide receiver twenty eight, and C. D. Lamb is like win is like wide receiver 20 or something like that they were basically right next to each other i'm sure like 20 points separated them but it's so crazy that some people don't believe that you know higgins has this upside but lamb does and i it's nothing against lamb but i just think he definitely he's being drafted at that ceiling the, honestly the, the path for I higgins think, is there more than it is for lamb I, I don't know i mean i think they can both do it it's just the fact that T goes two rounds later. And it's like, okay, if, if we're sitting there and we go, hey, uh, the Bengals are going to throw 650 times next year, um, and T Higgins demands 22%, which is, you know, that is like wide receiver one demanding numbers, right? It's actually kind of lower because, like, other guys demand 25, 26, 27. If you're Devonta Adams, you demand 30. Yeah. But if T Higgins demands 22% of the targets, that's 150 guys. Yeah. <laughs> that's not even absurd. So it, it's, it's just, I mean, it's kind of crazy to me. I feel like he's almost borderline disrespected, honestly. Um, so I think it's so much in the realm of possibility. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably be drafting T. Higgins in the second next year. Next year, that's, yes. That's I, I I literally said that in a DMs yesterday, last night. I said I said T. Higgins is going to be a second round wide receiver next year. So, all right, let's go. Let's let's go with one more take. What what do you do you have a take on there that you like? Oh man, um, I like Patel's, and I know this is weird for me to say. Oh, by the way, Pat- uh, Patel and I have buried the hatchet recently. Patel said I'm proud of you. 50% chance that Stafford finishes as a top three QB. I'm on board with that. I don't know that I'm 50% confident, but like I could totally see that happening. I give it a 50% I, chance of happening, I think. Okay. I, I put it at my 10. I, I, I 10. put it at my 10. I'd say, yeah. Okay. Just lack of rushing upside. That's all it is. That's all it is. That offense is going to score a lot. Everyone on that offense is going to be great, I feel. Cup, Woods, to the moon. Stafford, definitely top 10 upside, top 5 he upside maybe. Rush, does he? But he just doesn't rush, and it's nothing against him. I love that offense, you know. But top 3 upside is so hard with with such little rushing upside. What if we change that to a 5? Change it to a top 5 QB. Would you be 50% then? If you said if you said top seven, I I would say okay, that's a fifty percent. What about top? Let's go said, in the middle, top six, because that's like most leagues are twelve. 
I, it's it's entirely possible. A little bit of it depends on if Jalen Hurts plays the full season. Because if Jalen Hurts plays the full season, I think he's a lock for top You're six. You're putting Jalen Hurts above Matt Stafford? The rushing upside matters so much. Yeah. It, it matters so, 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 so much. I mean, Jalen Hurts, for like, we're talking about upside wins championships. We say this all the time. Upside wins championships. Jalen Hurts is the definition of an upside quarterback, and he goes in the 10th and 11th round. This guy has more 300-yard passing games than Lamar Jackson, and at the same time is out there rushing the ball. I, I, can't, I can't stress enough how, how much upside Jalen Hurts has. And I, like I said, I love Matthew Stafford. The top three just is the number I can't get to. Top six is even hard. Well, it, it's... fair enough. I have, I have, I'm clearly biased. I, I took Stafford and I took Burrow. Burrow probably has more rushing upside than Stafford by a fair margin. But I mean, I should say I drafted Stafford in champs, so I like Stafford. Yeah. But that's because you know Jalen Hurts was gone. <laughs> um, uh, one thing I, I was looking at, I was looking at uh, Noro's, and mm-hmm. sorry, Noro, you're 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 a huge homer. I love it, but what do you, what was his? I Russ cooks his, a 17 uh, course meal, sets the single season TD record, and DKF, uh, DK Metcalf leads the T the league in TDs as well as wide receiver one overall. Right. Let's envision, envision. How do we manifest this? Let's think. How do they do this? New offensive coordinator. Okay, so that we'll say they, they will say that they do pass. Okay. Um, single season touchdown record. How do we get there? DK and T and Lockett have to, they have to pop off. They, I mean, we're talking DK has to get 16 touchdowns. Lockett has to get 12. Gerald Everett's getting eight, right? And Chris Carson maybe getting four receiving. He's got to get like six or seven. We're, we we got to get to single season TD oh record. God, we got to get to like fifty five. So that's got. You we we be... got to get DK to sixteen, lock it to twelve, which is twenty eight. Uh, Gerald Everett gets eight, uh, so we're at thirty four. No, thirty six. Thirty six. Um, Can he throw it to himself? Like throw it way up in the air <laughs> and then catch it in the air. <laughs> a, well, well, I guess we could count rushing. He doesn't say that they're passing. So, uh, and then he rushes for another uh, six. Yeah. Uh, God, I'm having such a tough time getting there. It's they don't have a third wide receiver, so like uh, Dwayne Eskridge gets six. Hey, that, that's <laughs> fine. Eskridge is, yeah. is an interesting new option. Okay. Hey, man, Russ can cook. Yeah. I think I think if we if we really wrote it down and weren't weren't you know crunch for time and everything we we could get we could get to fifty five total touchdowns here. Um, but yeah, I like that one actually because it is a hot take. That's super hot. That's um, so hot that I can't even hold on to it. That's a that's a point five percent for me. <laughs> oh come on! I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a one. There's, I'm gonna give it a one. You're I a whole one percent. Like okay. <laughs> A whole one. Come on, you gotta have some fun with this stuff, man. I, I can. Listen, I mean, that's too many pieces falling into place for me. It, it is a lot. It, it is. A lot I like it though. Know. Like I listen. The optimism is beautiful. I love the eternal optimism. I love the homerism. Yeah, I actually think it's fun. People like just like envisioning these grandiose, like head in the clouds type seasons where their team is just going to be like absolute must that's fun man that's cool i like that yeah let, let me tell you something i just read and we'll we'll close on this but this is a very interesting development justice hill tore his achilles in practice last thursday and we are only hearing about it now really this is very this is an interesting development in my opinion i'm surprised that uh i am surprised a little bit um that's pretty interesting um wait but wait before we close i, 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 I got well, there's yes. one more take that we need to talk about it's the one at the bottom okay what's that which one 50 percent this is these are my takes uh 50 percent <clears throat> that we get 10 pet 10 podcasts out before the website Oh, get that we get ten podcasts out and get a website hosting that. Hey man, we're already halfway there. 
before before the season's over. Yeah, ten ten podcasts and a website hosting a them website out before, before the, end the, of the season. Over? Yeah, dude, we're almost there. Easy. Smash ninety nine percent. I gave it 50, well. I, so I wrote that on the eleventh of August, so almost a month ago. So there's a lot. Of, a lot okay. of things have happened in this last month in terms of this. So, okay. you know, okay. uh, I I gave I gave myself a ninety percent chance that I was only going to play in one redirect league this season. You failed. No, totally won that one. Ninety percent oh, okay, chance okay. I did it. There's I, I hate redraft. There's only one redraft league I do anymore, and that's of course the Discord league. Okay. So last one. Last one. Ten percent chance I make the playoffs in any given league here. How many leagues are you in? Seven. Now odds are in your favor. You're gonna make one. One of them. So my favorite one so far is the is the the crash and burn league. That one's a good one. We yeah. can talk about that one another day. Yeah. But uh, this has been a good talk, man. I, I love going over these sort of hot takes, these preseason you know, takes. These are great. I love looking back at them because they're hilarious to look back they at, are. you know, the end of the year. And, like, I remember last year I was – I remember last year when we did our, like, you know, final preseason episode, I was pounding the freaking stone for Calvin Ridley, and then he did it, and I felt great. I think you were a Cooper Cup, Bobby Trees guy, if I recall correctly. Yeah. You can correct me if I'm wrong there. But uh, tell us where we can find the icon. You can find me on Twitter at Dr. Trash Dad. That's Dr. Trash Dad. And my website is trash.farm. Yep. And uh, you can find me at, at Boots fantasy boots with a z on twitter um you can uh, see my wonderful twitter bio where i pretend to know what i'm talking about which uh you know none of us really know what we're doing uh my favorite song lyric we're all just a bunch of weirdos on a quest to belong (laughs) and if that ain't the freaking truth about fantasy football and fantasy twitter i don't know what is (laughs) totally the truth (laughs) yeah uh but either way i can We'll be back hopefully next week. Yeah, hopefully next week. Thanks again for coming in, Boots. We're at a runtime of over an hour now, so we did real good on keeping our 25-minute <laughs> time target there. <laughs> All right, everybody. Oh, we're killing it. Until next time. Peace.